we're back with an all new show. Listen, Damage and Blue, this jacket, I want to take off and throw away because I was at Neiman okay. and found it for 50% off and I haven't even wore it yet. Can well, I have it? That's a deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll like take it. it, Jason, if you don't want it. No, no, it's a deal. But you know, when you're out here trying to be a boss bitch, not that I'm a boss bitch, but you know, I'm talking to one Jada Chavis today. And I feel like when you're trying to be a boss, you don't want people thinking you're shopping on the clearance rack. Why not? Yes, you do. Rich white people always shop clearance. Are you kidding me? Only we do that stuff with spending our money. They are cheap. Exactly. Get it even cheaper. Well, listen, let me tell you, for all of you out there that don't know how to be a boss bitch, and if you do shop at the boss bitch stores like Neiman Marcus, they have an underground restaurant where they take all the people who spend all the money and they're giving them free trips. I just found out about, I didn't even know. But anyway, this jacket I wanted to wear today because when I get off, I'll be taking it off and taking it right back over there with the original sales price to get my discount from now it's 50% off price tag on a clearance rack. See, now that's how you hustle. See, I knew it was something wow. to this, Jason. See, Jason know how to get mm -hmm. to it. That's what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. So listen, the reason why I'm in my bag is because recently I was on a flight to Atlanta and I saw a rapper little Baby get off. He was by himself. He dipped out early, went down the trails, got in his little SUV and went off like the superstar that he is. But it wasn't him that I'm only intrigued with. It's the mother of his child, mompreneur Jada Wada is what they call her on social media. Are you familiar with her? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. To, She's gorgeous. It, it's hard to not know about Jada, man. Since little baby has blown up, we known about Jada. It's kind of like they both rose to their uh, superstardom together. But that's the thing I think that intrigues me the most about her. People weren't aware of how much she was a boss before she met Baby. And the mm -hmm. fact that she was making all her money on social media, selling her old clothes. I'm going to ask her how I could sell this. Maybe if I like rub it on <laughs> oh my, my cologne God. a little bit, you know, I can sell it to somebody on my own site. But she made money selling her clothes and then just making people fall in love with her. And it reminds me of the boom of the Black Chinas and the Amber Roses, where you see her and Ari Fletcher of this generation now with these younger girls who are out here bossing it up and making all this money. And I've always just been infatuated with why people have fallen in love and what they've done to get people to fall in love with them on social media. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I love about her is I fell down a rabbit hole of her YouTube and I watched a whole vlog with her and she never once mentioned who she was affiliated with. She mentioned her hustle. She showed her friends. She showed her fashions. Never once was she leaning on her partner. So I like the fact that even though we know her for who she dates, she's completely an independent person. We need more mm -hmm. of that, actually. And, and let's be real. This boutique selling industry on Instagram, it looks easy. It's not easy. It's oversaturated, and you have to have a connection with your fan base. And she's had that before little baby. She's been making this, uh, making these moves. Not saying her being with him you know, didn't help, but... This is a hard business to step into, especially today. Anybody that's trying to start a boutique business, it's not easy. You're sending out a bunch of products. It takes a lot of hard work and hustle. Now, I have a question for both of you. Would you all be, you know, looking at Jada's situation where, yes, she was successful before Baby, but then she became known, really known around the world and in the culture because of her, her relationship with Baby and, you know, her being the mother of his child. Do you think that, a person who already has mild or more than mild success, be, who then becomes eclipsed by their famous partner, should feel some type of way. Do you think that would impact you in any way? Mm, to be eclipsed? I, I, I don't think so. You know, are you talking about as far as Jada eclipsing baby or vice versa? I mean, like she already has her thing and she's already known and respected, but then he shot out and had this meteoric success mm. of fame that just became very, very big, which I think led to some of the breakdown in their relationship. Do you think it would have caused you issues if your partner's success got really, really big, really fast? Personally, uh, not for me. I look at myself as a supportive type. I think that would have been uh, part of the game plan, honestly. If we set off for my partner to do something major and she blew up in doing it, you know, that's a compliment to you and, you know, to both of yours grind. So I don't think so. I think it's actually uh, something dope for me personally. I would want to support that and help, you know, help that grow. Yeah, I think for me, I'd, I'd be proud because I feel like if you're part of a unit, you're investing in each other. So if I've invested in you, 
enough where I'm helping you get a come up. Beyonce did a whole song talk about upgrade you. So I think for me, maybe because I'm a woman, like we're used to investing in our partners and taking turns. Also too, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the one who's doing better. And so when you're in that limelight, I think there's a couple of people who are famous who would love to tap in their partner and say, babe, you go on the view this week so I can take a nap and stay with the kids. So I think it'd be <laughs> fun to like take a break because being famous or well-known or a high profile, Jason, you know, it's exhausting. People are in your face all the time. But that's the thing. And then when you get in a relationship with somebody that you know, you love, you shared your world, you shared your body with, you create a child with like they have. And then your partner's fame just becomes so massive and everything coming at him and everybody coming at him becomes a distraction to your relationship. Do you just give up? Because the one thing that I have to ask her is, how is it that you're not trying to fix this relationship? Because I love them together and they they just, mm -hmm. to me, just are what black excellence should look like. Young, fly, rich, and also very supportive. They master co-parenting. They respect each other publicly. Now Saweetie's here. He didn't threw some Chanel in the bag Ooh. and just messed it all up. So I just want to know, like, you know, does fame damage a partnership that's working? Ooh, it, it can. Age matters, it though. can. Yeah, I think her age also matters. Let's not to be scientific, but we always talk about this. Your frontal lobe is not even solidified till you hit 25, 26. Her brain is still forming as, as mature as she is. Who she is now and who she's going to be even three years from now are completely different. And so I think if you were someone in your 30s or 40s like us and you make those kind of decisions and have that, those kind of moments, I think we're better equipped because we've had more life experience. Whenever you're in your 20s and you're choosing a partner, it's different because those, those 10 years are like dog years. So Jada at 20, Jada at 25, Jada at 29 are not going to be the same her. And so I think even if he wasn't famous, she might have still outgrown him. I wonder if she'll ever come back to the relationship after he's had his way with these people and he wants to get back to that real solid foundation that he once had with Jada Waiter. You know, I want to see, I want to see this love story be a boomerang. Where yeah, you he you threw him out in the streets and then he somehow found his way back into your heart. That's that is not romantic. And, you know, <laughs> and, and most likely it can be, you know, like like Blue was just saying, it's they're so young. Both of them are so young, they got so much to learn, and they gotta really learn why they appreciate each other in the first place. And they're gonna grow. They're always gonna be bound to each other, they're always gonna spend holidays with each other because they have a child. And it's honestly, it's a good story and to watch with growth because they're both. They need to figure out who they are on their own to figure out why they want to come back. They have to choose each other back now. Sometimes you're in relationships, you're choosing each other because of the circumstances, because of family, because of kids. Now you're both successful. You're doing your own thing. Now you have the right to go. I know who I'm as a person. Let's choose each other now. So this is possible. Well, what I love about her the most is that she found her own way before him. She found her way with him and she's found her way after him. And I really believe that she serves as an example to so many young women who are just looking for something, whether they're looking for it in a man or they're looking for it with social media, the clicks and the likes, like, can I stick my butt out a little bit more and get him to just like me? I love the fact that she has built a solid brand on just being a boss. The girl is 24 and she's already an author. There's just so many things about her that I find captivating, which is why I wanted to talk to her, because I think that in a world where social media is just corrupting the minds of people, young people, old people, white people, black people, I feel like we have to start highlighting those entrepreneurs and those mompreneurs that have found the balance in both having a life and a family and having careers. And Jada, in many ways, is just that. And so that's why I felt it was important to talk to Jada. And guess what? Jada's here. And welcome Jada Chavez to the show. Now, did I say it right? Is it Chavez or Chavez? I want to get this it's, right. You was almost right. It's Chavez. Chavez. Okay. Jada, listen, I have interviewed Cardi B, Amber Rose, Senators, Al Sharpton about getting niggas out of jail. I've interviewed so many people. My staff rarely get excited, but they're so excited that you're on the show today. They're like, she don't ever do interviews. She don't ever talk to nobody. And they just love you. Exactly. I'm excited to be here. Okay. So before we even get started, um, I know you have a lot of money. I know that you're popping on Instagram. I know that you're booked and busy and your booking rate is ridiculous. I don't know how to get as lit as you. Let me just go back to like the beginning because you've been hustling since you were a kid. Um, is, is the hustle is what drives women to get behind you and just champion and cheerlead you on because they see you grinding and becoming everything that they aspire to be? What is it? 
I mean, I think it's the hustle, but I more so think that it's like just me being me, you know, like I don't hide nothing. I show the real, I show when I'm going through something. I just like to show people that I'm human too, you know? Yeah, but so is, but is, isn't there any fear in being that transparent though? Because we do live in a world where people are overly consumed with social media. There's so many people that are literally, they feel like they're a part of your life every day. Don't you get concerned with just safety and in general, just having so many people so infatuated with your life? Yeah, sometimes it becomes concerning, but then again, it's like sometimes the business is just going to be on the internet because that's just social media. Like a lot of things that hit the internet, I don't want it to hit the internet, but now it's here. So I'm going to show you guys how I get through it. Wait, so now you're, you're, I didn't know your background that there was Spanish in your blood. So are you, cause there's this Afro Latina movement going on. Are you Afro Latina? Are you just mixed? What, what do you, how do you identify? I'm 25% <laughs> um, Mexican. My grandma is full blown like Hispanic. Um, my mom is my dad, my mom's dad, my grandfather, he's black. And my grandma is all Mexican. She's all Hispanic. So, um, that leave me with like 25%, you know, but um, yeah, you know, I rep for them. But when you grew up, did you grow up like, cause I, my mother's side is all Italian. My father's side is all black. I grew up, well, I grew up in foster care, but when I was around my family, I was primarily around the black side of my family. Did you ever get exposed to both cultures or? Yes, we, um, my grandma side? would take us to Mexico um, every summer. We would get in her minivan and drive there. It was like a, two-day drive um and yeah like she actually did expose us to that side of my family like I still talk to all my cousins um a lot of them live in El Paso Texas my grandma just got back from visiting there um but a lot of my family is still there so we were introduced to that side and I still keep in contact with all my family from over there so when you grew up you grew up in upper middle class or did or or was it was there some struggle not really struggle. I went to private school. Um, after I decided I didn't want to go to private school anymore, um, I started going to public school because that's where all my friends went. I was in Catholic school up until sixth grade. When I got to middle school, I was like, okay, it's time for me to be with my friends. My parents gave me the opportunity to go to public school. When I went to public school, that's when I more so got like into social media because I was able to like style my uniform, how I was able to, um, when I was in Catholic school, like you had to strictly stick to the dress code. When I was in public school, you know, you get to wear whatever you want to wear. So um, that's when I really got like into social media, dressing cute, posting my pictures. And um, yeah, so I won't say I grew up like with struggle. Um, my family just always made it happen. So how did you master social media? I know that as you talk about your fashion, people became infatuated with what you were wearing. You then turned that not only into a social media movement, but then into a business where you started making crazy money. Um, how did you how did you master social media without it being all about drama? Because I feel like nowadays people feel like the only way to get on is by threatening to throw a bottle at somebody or wanting to sleep with somebody, man, or somebody want to drag you outside of the club. Like you, you didn't do that. You didn't build your brand and you're more successful than a lot of those that are doing that. What, how, what was it that created that firestorm of people really saying, oh, we're going to get behind Jada? I feel like what created it is me going back to the very first question, me just being me, me being authentic, me being real with my supporters, just being me. Like I don't fake it. Like the stuff that y'all see on the blogs, it's not me trying to do it for attention. Like this is my life. People just pay attention. I don't know why. And but then you operationalize it and turn it into a business. When did you know that, okay, they're starting to fuck with me. They like me. They like what I'm wearing. Let me go over here to Poshmark and start selling the shit I used to wear. And then got people buying clothes because I got clothes that I used to wear that I, I don't think anybody would pay for. And they're pretty designer. Now, I Get think I'm cute. Let me put them on my Poshmark. I bet you I can sell them. <laughs> right. But how did you do that, though? Because I really like I, I said, look, if Jada's coming on the show, I want to learn how to because I make millions of dollars on the Internet doing this other stuff. But I want to learn how to sell product, because once you can get people to start buying your clothes, whether it's clothes that you used to wear or clothes that you've never worn or your own clothes because you've evolved into your own brand, too. You know, that's like in your sleep money where when you wake up, you can roll over and look at that PayPal or that Shopify and you know that, you know, you got a good coin to go to lunch with. Right. How did you do that? Um, So I just always was super um, relatable. Like I stay relatable to my followers. You know, I get on live. I show them the real. I show them how I did it, why I do it. 
And I feel like they could just relate to me. They feel like, okay, well, if Jada could do it, I can do it too. And as long as you have people who can relate to you, it's like they'll buy into you. And I, I mean, for some reason, people just find me to be interesting. I'm still trying to figure out what it is too. Um, but, you know, I, I'm appreciative for it, but I'm just still trying to figure out, like, what is it that I'm doing that, you know, make people want to buy into me, make people want to go on my, you know, the link, click the link in my bio and shop and, and, you know, buy their daughters and their friends and their sisters, my merch. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm so appreciative for it, though. Well, when you find out what it is, because I just finished my courses on how to build a successful blog and podcast, you have to build a course out of it because I feel like your followers are so loyal to you. They would subscribe to figure out how to do it, too, especially in COVID, because you've I mean, I don't know your experience, but do you feel like you've thrived in the middle of this pandemic with your business and your brand? Honestly, I feel like the pandemic really like put me in my bag for real. Um, I hate to sound so cliche, but like the pandemic did it for me. It really made me like that's when I changed my booking fee. Everything just elevated when the pandemic hit. So, yeah. Yeah, I called your people. I wanted to, I, you know, I want to book you at some point. I need to work a little harder to afford that. Your booking fee is crazy, but you know what they say: when you work hard and you and 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 the price goes up, you know, you pay to play. You've earned that. And again, I just have to say, you know, for me, from us at Hollywood Online, we love following you, supporting, and we love the fact that your brand is built. I mean, literally, Black Excellence is built on family, is built on hard work. Um, you know, we we don't have much over here that we report on about you that's dramatic you know i mean you go through real life shit and because you are so open and transparent on the internet it's part of daily news but you know we do respect the fact that you're getting it um and you're doing it respectfully so amor jada that's your that's your site now that's your brand now that what is the difference between that site and poshmark and do you have both places where you're selling stuff so amor jada was my very first instagram name um before I changed it to my full name, Jada Chivas, um, that's when I started everything. Like Amor Jada was my Instagram name since I was in like middle school. Um, but uh, I had my businesses then. Once I got pregnant, I kind of was like, I want to just come back after I have my baby because I stopped selling everything. I was like, I want to just take a break. And when I'm like, when I have the baby, when I'm ready to get back in my bag, I want to just rebrand my whole everything. Like give everybody a new fresh start, a new Jada. So I was like, okay, I'm going to switch my Instagram name and I'm going to give them Jada Chivas. That's more like mature. It's more sleek. It's just more professional. And I'm like, I, th this time, this go around, it's not going to be no drama because a more Jada, you look up a more Jada, you see like me arguing, me doing all this old, like just childish stuff. And I, that's not me no more. So I was like, after I have my baby, I'm getting in my bag. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to do everything the right way. And that's what I'm doing now. So I started Jada my new name jada chivas and ever since then it's just been like me folk more focused me being like just my mindset is totally different now that i have a child and um i'm just doing everything the right way so your mother to um your baby loyal now how old is loyal now loyal is two he'll be three in february okay so now having a baby two years old hustling most women in the real world feel like they have to choose being a mother or being an entrepreneur. How do you balance doing both? Well, I, like I always say, it's no such thing as balance being a mom. You have to just do it because there's plenty of days where I have a thousand things on my agenda, but I got loyal right here on my hip. So I still got to get it done no matter if he's with me or if he's not with me or if I have a nanny or if I don't have a nanny. So it's really no such thing as balance. You know, I was talking to Cardi about getting a nanny because after she had culture, she was like, I'm not getting a nanny. Then she got the second baby. I was like, girl, if you don't get a nanny, you're going to be pulling your hair out. Yes. How do you decide when you can bring a stranger in? Because you live an abnormal life where there has to be a certain level of trust and privacy around your environment. How do you trust bringing in outsiders into your world? Well, it was so hard for me. Actually, it's the craziest story on how I even met my nanny. So me and Loyal, we go to the park right up the street. Um, and we just was at the park one day and this lady walks up to me and she had um, a whole bunch of kids with her. So I, I, she walked up to me. I'm like, are those your kids? Because they didn't look nothing like her. So I was like, are those your kids? She was like, no, I'm a nanny. Take my number down. I know who you are. Um, she was like, I'm not a creep. Um, but I'm a nanny. I would love to, you know, nanny for you. And it was like, maybe almost a year went by and I finally reached out to her and was like, okay, I think I should try her out. 
And I kept her number in my phone. I remember because she told me her name and she gave me the meaning of what her name meant. But she was like the sweetest girl ever. So I, you know, hit her up and I'm like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but this is me. We met at a park a year ago. And I just wanted to see like if you were still interested, if you still, you know, if you still are a nanny. And um, we met, got her information. She sent me like her background check. And then like it just was she was working for us since. Mm, that's dope. I love that. I love when relationships happen organically because ultimately tr- trust isn't built just because a check is involved. You know what I mean? Like over time, you just have to fill the person out. All right. So uh, you're raising your child. You're you're co-parenting. Uh, the father of your child, of course, is one of the biggest rappers in the world right now. Um, I love that. You know what I respect about well, I respect a couple of things about your relationship. One, I respect how much you respect each other publicly. Um, And I also love the fact that both of you use your platforms responsibly. You know, he could be out here lit and just a mess and burning the Internet down every day. Yet he's getting behind Black Lives Matter and other movements. You're very uh, supportive of other women. And, you know, I just love the fact that you both are just this younger generation of black excellence. But I never understood the story of how you two met and uh, and got together and created this beautiful family. So we actually met, um, I moved to Atlanta and everybody was just telling me like, you need to talk to Lil Baby, you need to talk to Lil Baby. And at this time I was actually, I didn't know who he was. So I was dealing with someone like that he knew at the time, but mind you, I'm fresh to Atlanta. I didn't know nobody. So my sister was already living here. And my sister was like, like, yeah, little baby DM me. I'm a, you need to just go ahead. He keep hitting me up about you. You need to go ahead and just talk to him. So I'm like, who is little baby? Everybody keeps talking about little baby. Um, so me and the guy at the time who I was dealing with, um, like we was really like rocking with each other, but I was like, he, he just wasn't like, you know, he was just something to do. It wasn't nobody that I saw myself being with, you know, having a kid with or nothing. Mind you, I just moved to Atlanta. So um, everybody was telling me about little baby, little baby, little baby. So I was like, okay, let me see what's up with little baby. So I stopped talking to the other guy and um, we finally crossed paths. He hit me up and was like, can you post my mixtape? And I was like, mind you, at this point, you know, he know I'm messing with his friend. Because um, at this point, I think it's important to establish at this point, you're already lit. You're already established. You already have your following, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I was already like doing my thing on Instagram, like had hella followers, you know, like getting booked, having host things. I've been doing all that. So um, he told me to post this mixtape. So I posted it. And um, that's what started. Mind you, he was already in my DMs when he hit me up. But, you know, I just never paid attention to it because I never knew who he was. So um, I posted the mixtape. I love, I love the subtle. I love the subtle shade. I was too popping, so I didn't see little baby in my DMs. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not that I didn't see, but I just wasn't like, I wasn't on that. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know who he was, so I just was like, here. I kept hearing about him. The more I got to Atlanta, because you know he was a street nigga, so everybody was just telling me about little baby, little baby. So I'm like, all right, like cool, little baby. Posted his mixtape, and then we just started like. You know, he's DM'd me. We DM'd each other back. One night we met up. We linked up. I let him um, come over and I met him outside. Like, we was outside talking. And um, we just chopped it up. But you would have thought we'd known each other forever. And then ever since that first time we, like, linked, we just been connected. And, yeah, we were together since it's been five going on six years. I don't even know the year. But five going on six years. And um, we had a baby four years after three years after we were together. And then, yeah. But maybe I'm being selfish from an outside perspective, but I like y'all together. Like it's something about y'all both being established, independently established, successful in your own right. You didn't need him for money. You already had your money. He, he sounded like he kind of needs you for clout because he needed that tape to get posted on your Instagram to get popping. You both are young and fly. You both still love each other in terms of respecting each other's relationship to your co-parenting situation. Why not fight for love? I just asked Common the same thing about Tiffany Haddish. Get some sage and sage the relationship. I mean, sometimes sage can't even help, you know? And it's just like when there's so much tension, like so many things have happened in the midst of all of that like he loves you all it is like yeah he do love me i must say but as far as like the internet like like i always say we both 
doing like we're coming up together like he learning stuff he never even seen before about social media and all that and you know i'm seeing things way different than i saw them before um as i get older but um it's just a lot of damage that has been done as far as like social media. So once we could get over that part, I feel like maybe we could rekindle and build another relationship. But as far as right now, I just feel like it's so much damage that has been done publicly to just put a bandaid over something and say, okay, let's just get back together. Like, no, no, that's fair. Do you think the damage was done because the allegations of the cheating, or is it just that he couldn't handle fame and it was just too much, too fast, too soon? I think a little bit of both. Um, a lot of the allegations weren't really allegations, uh, but other than that, I just yeah, allegations because I'm trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm, yes, the cheating girl, the cheating, the cheating, yeah. So like, if we just being all the way one hundred, like, it wasn't really allegations. And through a lot of those, you know, I stuck beside him. You know, I was like, okay, like this happened. This I go get with the next rich nigga. The same stuff gonna happen. So you know, I kind of just stuck it out. But then after a while, it's kind of like, dang, I can't keep doing this to myself because it's like what I'm getting in the end. Like, so um, I started learning self-worth for real. And, you know, I still, you know, I love him to death, rock with him. But as far as like being together, being like relationship goals, that's going to take some time to just jump right back into that. Like, no. That was, that was, that's what's coming through in our conversation where I wanted to touch on, because I think a lot of women that have been in that situation that are going to watch this and that are in your situation or were in the situation you were in with a man that they had loved, whether they're rich and powerful or just a, a nigga that they love, find themselves unable to leave because they lack self-worth. And I have five sisters and I would always tell them growing up, like, yo, don't ever let no nigga disrespect you. You know, ultimately, you know, have respect for yourself. Where do you find that strength to be an example to many women that regardless of how lit your relationship may be or how much you love him or how good the dick is, it's time to move on when it's time to move on for the sake of loving yourself. It's hard. And I could honestly sit here and say all day, like, you got to know your worth, knowing your worth, respect yourself. But it's going to come at the right time. You can't tell nobody to do it and just expect them to say, fuck that nigga. Like, nah, that shit going to come. And when it comes, you're going to feel it and you're going to just be over it. You know what I'm saying? And I saw a post that said, I'm not over him, but I'm over it. And that is so true. I could do him all day long, but am I off the situation? Yes. You know, so that's the point I'm at right now. But but there's also a level of peace that you have, too, because what I also respect about you is that you don't do lots of interviews. You don't make you you don't trash him. You've never trashed a situation. You know, there may be a subliminal, or at least an appeared to be subliminal here, because, you know, we read into everything you guys do on social media. But right. you've never used your platform to trash him. Where does that respect come from? Um, Honestly, because he'll do like whatever. I mean, honestly, he he he's such a I always tell him this, like you such a good friend, like and before we ever like uh, made each other, but like before we ever established our relationship and said, OK, we're going to be together. We were like friends before anything. So I always look at him as a friend and I never want to ruin that because of you know, the, the cheating and the, the bad relationship that we did have. But as far, like before anything, we are friends. And I always keep that in the back of my head, no matter how, you know, mad I am or mad I get at him. It's like at the end of the day, and it's a kid involved, I never want to ruin our friendship because he really is a good, a great friend. Like he always there, whatever I need, he come in. If I could call him at five in the morning, like my tired as bus. He gonna send somebody. If not, he gonna come do it himself. So he's like a really, really, really dependable person. Like super, super, super dependable. It come it comes through that both of you care about each other and, and that's dope. And so in terms of co-parenting, is he a good father? And do and do you both have conversations about the importance of good uh co-parenting? Yes, he's a really good dad. Loyal loves the ground he walks on. Um, and we always say like, no matter what, no matter what terms we're on, we always gonna make sure that we are on at least good terms to handle what we got to do for our child. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what is going on on the internet. At the end of the day, we got a child to raise a two-year-old at that. He's still a baby re in reality. So, um, that's the most important thing. 
God, Jada, you're only 24 years old and you're so much more mature than I was. I mean, I think back to when I was 24, I had responsibility, but I, I, I don't think I'd be talking about my life the way that you're talking about yours. So I just have to say, like, I know I can tell when I'm doing an interview what's going to come through. And I think there's just so many women that can look at just how you handle everything from business to the responsibility of social media, parenting, uh, co-parenting, exes with such respect and grace. So I, I love it. All right. So let me ask you, um, you know, Hollywood Unlocked, we broke the story that um, that uh, baby, little baby and Saweetie were a thing out there shopping in Chanel. You know, I know her team, when they were trying to hide that, but I told them I had the video and I wanted them to try me, but they, they never did it. And then you liked the post. We didn't know if that was you being, um, you know, messy or petty or you saying, hey, congratulations, I'm happy for you. What was it? My like just puts every, like one like, all I have to do is like something and the whole internet is in a frenzy. So sometimes I just like to put the internet in a frenzy. But I was really liking it because I knew that story before. The day it happened, I knew about it. Like, that's the thing. Social media, they always like a week, two weeks behind on the stuff I already know. Like everything that has ever came about on social media before it hits the media, this something me and him been talked about. Like, it's crazy, but this is my life. Like, I'm always 10 steps ahead. I gotta be, especially nowadays. Social media is so, like, just imagine if I didn't know that happened before the story broke. I, I would have been like, what the <laughs> but I'm I'm glad I do find out and I have sources out there who don't play about me. And like I just like I told baby, how you gonna do that to Miss Chanel herself? Like you don't think I'm gonna find out about that? Like I spend bank in Chanel on a weekly. Like this is what I do. Come on now. You ain't think that was gonna Wait, so so you knew about it, you knew about it before we did. Oh yeah, I've been knew about it. I knew about it way before y'all did. I was waiting on somebody to say something. Okay, but you didn't care. I mean, so clearly you don't care that he's moved on, but you just want to know before the news knows. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not that I want to know. It just comes to me. This stuff falls in my lap. I don't want. I don't care what he got going on. I don't care that he was in New York dropping a bag. Like that don't got nothing to do with me. But it did cross my path. So now that it crossed my path, I'm gonna hit him up. Like that's what you want. But then this is the thing, because on my show, people said I was being messy and they, they think that I know you personally in real life and I don't. I went on my show and I said that I don't think that relationship's going to last because he needs a more solid girl like you. Not saying that she's not solid. I just feel like there's a difference in, you know, he's a celebrity and he's learning this celebrity thing with the social media and all that. And there's relationships for social media and clout and press and all that. And then there's like the real home deal. And I just, um, do you, I know that he's your friend. Do you ever... Do you care about him like a friend? Like, yo, I'm not in love with you and trying to keep you, but like, be smart about the moves you're making or oh, yeah. you just and be like, good luck. No, I mean, I let him live his life, you know, trying to figure it out without each other. Cause you know, we've been together six years. That's a long time. Like living together under the same roof. When he come out of town, when he come from home from out of town, he see me day wake up he see me so us finally like letting living apart from each other i guess we both just trying to let each other just live you know i don't ever question what he got going on if something does cross my path oh i'm calling your phone like what's up with such and such and such just to make sure my t accurate um and before it hit social media and that's one thing that i can't say like we always talk about everything um before social media ever sees it um, and that's what a lot of people don't know. Like we really communicate. He really my friend before everything. And I, I mean, I don't ever say anything ill about nothing he do or got going on because I don't want him doing that about what I got going on and what, you know, what I'm doing. What is your rule for allowing other women to come around loyal? Okay. Now that's the reach. I'm not there yet. I don't know. Call me bitter. Call me what y'all want to call me, but no. no I'm going to call you a mother. I'm going to call you a mother. Hello. <laughs> And then I feel like any any girl that he is dealing with or if he is dealing with somebody, um, they not there yet for my son to even be in another bitch presence right now. Like, it's never given that. Because I wouldn't do that to him. Okay, Jada, look. Last time you had a booking, I was going to come, but it was in the hood. Like, you don't be playing. You go in the trenches, girl. You was in Jersey. I was like, fuck. I wanted to pull up. Yes, but, my Jersey, they, but they send that bag. I'm going. Okay, look, the next time you have a booking, I don't know where it's going to be as long as it's not in Atlanta, 
I'm going to pull up. I'm going to have a lot of security with me, though, because people don't like me. I'm just I got to come and experience this Jada thing because everybody was like, yo, you coming to Jersey to Jada party? I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to Jersey. He was in the hood. No, oh, but one thing about it, we have fun. You come to my hosting. I'm I got one coming up. And then the holidays coming. So we're gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna link. But no, you, I'm you, you good hands. I'm not gonna front. When you with me, you in great hands. Everybody look out for Jada. Everybody make sure nothing's happening to Jada, her friends, her team. We always in good hands. You don't got nothing to worry about when you with me, and we're gonna have a good time. Okay, I'm coming. Okay, so let's talk about this book because I'm an author also. You have a book, um, your book, The Young Boss Blueprint. I mean, you're doing all this at at 24, the the age of 24, which is commendable. So like, what made you want to write a book to give game back to girls on how to become a young boss? So I wrote that book um, a couple years back. And that's mainly when I was just like really in my bag, like before... I had a um, baby and I just was, you know, hustling, like really hustling. Just I was doing marketing Mondays, little events that I would host like seminars, online seminars. I was just giving free game about like how you market, how to get yourself out there. Um, anything you could think of. I was just making ways on how to make money. Um, and I was just really in my bag back then. Um, and it was it was a lot harder back then because I didn't have the platform I have now. Like now it's way easier for me to just say, OK, go buy this. I, didn't, I don't have to do much marketing. But back then I really had to, like, make people believe that I knew what I was talking about. So um, I'm, I wrote a book because everyone will always just ask me, young girls, adults, like older women, like, how did you do it? How do you start a business? And a lot of people don't know that it's as simple as getting on Google and typing in buy a LLC. And the links pop up like it's so simple. So I just wrote a step by step book and just showing girls like this is how you do it. Get it done. Mark your check your check these things off your checklist. And there you go. That's the, that's how you start a business. It's super simple. But um, sometimes people just need to see it and write in on exactly how to do it. So that's what I did. I put together the Young Boss Blueprint and that book sold like crazy. No, I've I've heard about your buying power. Listen, I'm about to buy your book and learn how to become a boss bitch and sell on this internet. Cause you know, selling tea or selling other, you know, my personality is easy, but selling product, you know, getting that consumer buy-in because that's the thing that you've been able to do. You've built the brand loyalty and the brand trust where people like have invested in you. And I think it's dope because they know that when you give them something, there's going to be value there. And then, you know, when you give them something, they're going to be there to buy it. So it's this transactional relationship that I, I mean, if you can bottle that up and keep selling that, I think there's so many people, especially with everything moving online that want to want, want to figure that out. Right. I probably need to do a new one. That one's so old. I don't sell it no more. But um, I need yeah. to probably just write a new one. Speaking of being in your bag, um, I know there's a gun in there. At least there was when you were in Jamaica. Girl, how did you forget that you had a gun in the bag? Now, let me let me throw out a theory, okay? You're moving around. You got money. People know you. You can't trust everybody. You get on a private jet, send the bag. You ain't thinking about it. Then you're coming back, and then there's the people, and they find it. What happened? So the crazy part is before I go anywhere, because I always keep my gun with me, it don't matter if I'm traveling to Houston, I don't care if I always check. I don't know what possessed me to not even check going out the country, but I'm like, we fly in private. We should be good because as long as you put your gun in the lockbox, you're good. So we were good getting there. They checked, they checked our bags and everything. I don't know. It was weird. They checked our bags, let us go through. We got to the house. We enjoyed our vacation. It's time to come back. And before we even got there, they're like purple suitcase. So everybody looking like it's Jada's suitcase, but we're not about to say it's Jada's suitcase. So I'm like, not like I'm, I don't want nobody to go down for me. I'm licensed. I was like, it's my suitcase. What's up? They say, you have a gun in here? Mind you, I had two guns. It was crazy. So I'm like, yeah, it's mine. What's like, what's wrong? You can't have a gun. We got to call the um, the police. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like thinking that it was just going to be a quick little one, two. The police get there. They are being so mean. I mean, like I can't even talk to them. And normally I could talk my way out of some stuff. But I, I mean, it, the way it was playing out on social media, I was really concerned that your ass wasn't coming back. I was like, what is happening? I didn't think I was coming back either, but um, we got to the, like in the precinct in the back part and mind you, Greg, my friend Greg was with me. He had a gun too, but we're both licensed. So we was like, okay, cool. 
he took his gun. I took my gun. They take us to the airport where they have like, I guess, a police precinct. So we go to, we go there. Um, they're getting all our information and they're like, we got to lock y'all up. Jada has to go to the country and Greg, he stays in the, he stays in Jamaica. So I'm like, wait, y'all really, y'all for real. Like y'all really about to take us. So something with COVID, the lady made a call. Mind you, I already have all my my U.S. lawyers like handling the business, trying to get on it. As soon as they said they were locking me up, we making all these calls. Um, so I already found like the head honcho in Jamaica to make sure everything was good. People like Drake was hitting baby up like Jada's in good hands. She don't have nothing to worry about. Tell her she's good. Like everybody, when I tell you everybody you could think of, Keisha Kayor, Everybody with a Jamaican plug reached out to me. Every celeb, I mean, like everybody was so like just super caring and there for me. I was surprised. I'm like, dang, like this is crazy. But um, I was in good hands. We ended up having to just stay, wait, wait till our court date. They kept our passport so we couldn't fly back into the states. And um, it was wait, did you have to stay in jail? Like, did they put you in orange no, no, no. jumpsuit? Okay, so no. No, 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 no. The only time I had to sit in jail was when after we left court and they had to wait for my wire to clear with the lawyer. Um, but other than that, I was free. Like I was at my resort. We were able to like eat. I made sure I had a good meal. I'm like, in case they keep me, I'm about to live my best life. Um, <laughs> hey, were you watching social media? Were you watching social media? Because everybody was concerned. Like you were really yeah, they had me on the news. My my phone was ringing like crazy. All my family, I mean, family I haven't talked to in ages, hitting me up like, "Are you okay?" It was crazy, but um, it was an it was like an experience because I'm glad that happened the way it did because now I'm on it when it comes to like flying out the country, taking private jets because I just wasn't aware. Um, and it's so crazy because I normally am aware going to different places. I just figure I'm flying private. I'm good. You know, it's crazy. You talk about being licensed, a licensed gun owner, doing it legally. I'm licensed. I also have my concealed weapons permit and I carry my gun on me. Yesterday, I went to brunch at the Four Seasons and I posted L, uh, brunch essentials in Los Angeles. I had my Gucci outfit on with my gun on me. You know, because you just never know. We live in a world that's so crazy I mean, right now. LA right now. You better keep it on you. It's crazy out here. L.A., the, the police people got on the news and said, don't come to L.A., it's a purge. You were supposed to be in L.A., matter of fact, right? I, I, I canceled because I'm like, okay, I'm a target. They know I'm like a girl. I be having all this jewelry. I say, you know what, we're not going. I don't got time to be um, on nobody blogs and these niggas done put a gun in my head walking in my hotel room. Uh-uh. They put a gun to a 58-year-old woman's head what? the other day and stole her dog. And stole her dog. Like, what is going on? I just, it's crazy out here. So how why is it important for you to be a, a gun owner and uh, to have a, a license and to have your own uh, protection? I just feel like now social media, it just makes you a target. Um, I'm an influencer. So me getting and marketing myself is me posting jewelry, posting new, new bags, posting my outfits. So they see that and they're like, OK, she got money. So just moving, it's just security, you know, it's it's kind of just being 10 steps ahead of these niggas out here. Atlanta is crazy. Um, and I mean, everywhere is crazy, but Atlanta is really crazy. I had situations where I done had like boxes put on my car, niggas sending me my location, like I'm about to come, like, but on some stalking shit. And I don't know if we trying to rob you, but one of those people could have been a robber. You know, I just was lucky enough to get out the situation, but you just got to be safe. So I just have my gun on me everywhere I go just for my safety, my protection. Do you think about safety though? Because, you know, just today we posted that Kylie Jenner, somebody hopped the fence at her house to try to bring her a gift and propose to her. Like there's really crazy people out here in this world that fall in love with you guys from social media or fall in love with your life and, you know, think that they're a part of it. Do, do, yeah. Is security always on your mind? No, security is always on my mind, but like I'll have security with me, but I still want my own gun because I'm always have me. I don't know what security will do if something was to happen or if a nigga walk up on me and I got my security with me and they like, give me a necklace. I don't know. I know what I'm going to do if somebody walk up with me and say, but I don't know what my security going to do. So I always just like to have my own gun, but security as well, because it still just give that look, you know, like, okay, she do got security. So now, what what is your what are your aspirations? If you've done, you're, you're an author. You say you're an influencer. I think you're more than that. I just say you're a boss. You have your own company. You're a mom. 
you uh, public speaking do you do public speaking have you do you want to get into that so actually i do i used to do seminars like i said um i used to do online webinars and then i used to do um boss brunches where i used to just sell a hundred um i mean a thousand tickets to boss brunches and have girls come out and i would just give them the game on like how to start a business how to do it how to market yourself how to make people you know want to buy into you so speaking engagements is something i've you know been more open to doing i stopped doing them when i stopped selling stuff because i was like i'm not i don't have a link in my bio so what am i speaking on like i always like to keep it real with my people. Like if I'm not selling nothing right now, what am I going around telling people how to run a business if I'm not even running a business right now? So now I'm getting back into like the business um, aspect of things because I told, you know, my team, I tell Freshie all the time, like now I got a business. I'm trying to get out the clubs and start speaking on like things that I'm doing, like how to run a business, how to balance being a mom and how to balance being an entrepreneur, like all those things. Cause that's what I'm getting more into now. So the goal of 2022 is like staying out the club. It's fun and all the money is great. Immaculate, but you know, that's not what I want to like move it forward. That's not what I want to keep doing. But can't you do it all though? I mean, cause the, I know like when you're, when you're on the quest of building that bigger brand or elevating the brand i know you look at the easy money like damn i don't want to let you go but i mean isn't there a way to keep doing some of it maybe just a so, few less emotion that's why i just raised my price again so i said i'm doing hostings when they come to me if they pay the price they pay them but of course now that my price is higher it's gonna limit me from going to like a lot of clubs that are smaller a lot of cities that you know just don't want to spend that much money so i am getting out of it but not like completely because they send that wire oh i'm there you know so like i've been doing like major cities lately like houston miami always gonna do atlanta so just like bigger cities hmm. okay so what's next for you i mean you're doing it all i mean do you ever think of acting is acting something you would do so I just shot a movie. It actually come out in March. I'm she's done everything. I don't even know why I'm asking her. Of course she's doing a movie. Yes, I did a movie. It's called Bit for Love. It was my first role. They reached out and was like, um, we want Jada to play this role. And I'm like, how do they want me to play this role? Never acted a day in my life, mind you. I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Shit. It, it, it either make or break. It, it, at this point, I'm just trying everything. So um, I did it. They, I killed it. The producers on set love me. I got like hella more acting gigs after that, but um, I got an acting coach. Like it was good. So the movie come out in March. Hopefully that opens up more doors. And I actually enjoyed it. So I do want to, you know, tap into that. Oh, I just thought of something. I just thought of something. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations on that. Of course, you're going to kill it. I feel like once you have the people and people know you got the people, you're going to be successful because they're going to show up to support you. Right. All right. Look, um, I forgot to ask you this question. Are you dating anybody now? And I'm not asking you because I know. I'm asking you because I want to know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm okay, not... now, can you date? Can you date? Well, you could date whoever you want, but, like, could you date another rapper? Because if oh, he, I would if never he... touch a rapper, link a rapper, respond back to a rapper DM. I'm off the rappers. No. Never give a rapper. Not not no rappers at all. Not one rapper. Cause one. you have to at least give it to Ari. Ari left. What's his name? And he's over there. Well, what's the name? She's over there. What's the name? And she's she's she seems really happy. They buying acres and stuff. Yeah, that's Ari. She's happy. Like they are happily in love. I love that for her. But me, I'm not. I don't want a rapper. I'm off that. So so what type of guy now? Is it an athlete, soccer player? Because you know soccer players got the bag and they really fine as hell and they out the way because they way over there. Uh, a prince. You know, uh, what? What kind of guy? I'm just like, I'm just out here. I'm just looking. I'm not really looking for a guy. I'm just okay. Well, I'm, I'm forbidding you from dating a hood nigga. I'm, I'm, I'm no, not, I'm not okay. Hood nigga, nigga, no, 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 no. I'm off that too. Like rapper hood nigga, that's all in the same caliber. No, no hood nigga. No, I, I always. Okay, okay. If I see, if I see, <laughs> I'm very smart. Okay, I'm a Libra. No. We're very fucking smart. We know what we're doing out here. And one thing we're not going to do is be on social media looking crazy. Okay. But Libras are also very nice and have a heart. And y'all y'all let your guard down. Now you're emotionally invested in some nigga who ain't shit. And then here's Jason on Hollywood Unlocked going <laughs> and talking to Jada directly because I don't know your number. What are you doing? See, no. I'll, 
I'm I'm really calculated. Like everything I'm doing, I, I make sure that it's the right decision. Um, but I'm right now I'm not looking for love. I'm not looking for a boyfriend. I'm not trying to be publicly with nobody. I'm not trying to get back cause so people could be like, okay, Jada got her one. She 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 back it like nah, like I'm not on that. I'm just living my life, you know, doing what I'm doing. And yeah, you know. Well, we know you're unbothered, honey. Right after I broke the story and I thought I had all the thunder online, he showed up for that dinner party I was trying to sneak over to in Atlanta. And I said, you know what? This is what I love about you. I love how you move. I love that you're not messy. I love your level of confidence. I love his level of support. Like, honestly, you know, I've been known to be shady and they say I'm messy. I'm really not. But I look at y'all and I'm like, yo, I really like how you be moving. And you're, the level of unbotheredness is just at a disrespectful high. And I just hope to get there one day. Yeah, I mean, you got to just. I feel like really it's not even nothing you got to do. My my reason for being unbothered is because. Like I said, before the internet finds stuff out, I already know we done been untalked about it. So by the time y'all get it, it's like, all right, we off that. We've been off that two weeks ago. Next. Well, it makes it easy when he goes on on Twitter and says, baby single. But look, um, whatever. I, I'm so sick of the internet. I'm just over here in my oh, house. You know, oh, my gosh. Jada, I'm sitting over here in my house, staying out the way. I'm waiting on your booking information. Booking, I'm gonna pull up. This has been a treat. I really enjoyed talking to you. I know you don't do interviews, um, and I know that you don't talk to people. And I and I definitely wanted this interview to be about you because uh, my team is so in love with you, and they the, the the black women on my team really respect how much of a boss you are and how you move and how you built such a level of independence about yourself. And there's just so much to learn. And I feel like, you know, in the, we live in the world of social media where everybody's trying to get clout. And I really look at you. I look at Ari and I look at a lot of the young women who are doing it now for this generation and being a good example of that. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. But when I pull up to your book and I'm coming with my own niggas, cause I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. That's fine. All right. Thank you, Jada. Thank you. All right. Look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh. That's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.